Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast, Allegedly Okay. I'm Amy. And I'm Rose. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about toxic relationships. Now, before we get started, I would like to tell you ahead of time that we will be discussing topics such as assault and abusive behavior. If you feel uncomfortable about this topic, then maybe sit this one out. However, if you would like to learn more about our experiences and what signs to watch out for in a toxic relationship, I highly encourage you to keep listening. FYI, for privacy reasons, we will be changing the names of everyone involved in our story. I guess we can ease ourselves into recognizing an unhealthy relationship before we dive deeper into a seriously messed up situation. (laughs) My first real boyfriend, we're going to call him Duck, and I didn't really date anybody throughout high school. There were people here and there where we mutually liked each other and flirted, but things never panned out. So when Duck came along in college and he seemed like he was interested in me, I was ready to go. (laughs) We had a few moments here and there I knew of him, but we didn't talk to each other until he went to basic training in the military the winter of my junior year. And when he came back from basic training, I noticed he had better posture, better hair. (laughs) Was it better? (laughs) Okay, but yeah, I I don't have any excuses. Anyway, um, when he asked for my number, I gave it to him because I thought he, he could go somewhere. We would video chat here and there for a few months because he went back to the secondary training And when we finally went on our first and only date, I had initially planned to actually cut it off because most of our conversations were lackluster. They didn't have any real substance to them, and he would just stare at me or whatever. So when we went on the date, it was sometime in the afternoon in the summer, so the sun was still out. And I kept fumbling with my words, not knowing what to say, because I didn't want to hurt him. And eventually I didn't say anything, and he kissed me when the sun set. And this kiss made me think that I didn't like kisses. (laughs) It was a kiss that made my mouth feel really dry. I felt kind of uncomfortable because his hands were basically everywhere. But I didn't know what to do, so I just let it happen. And looking back now, I am pretty sure that was just my body telling me that we weren't compatible or something like that. But anyway, we dated for eight months, even though my friends didn't like him. And I think throughout that whole relationship, there were moments where he did make me feel some kind of love or affection or appreciation. but. He also took advantage of me and ignored my boundaries. And when I say that, it's there are many ways that it probably could have happened. There was a time difference between where I was and where he was. So I would stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning, even if I had class at 7 or 8, because I wanted to show that I was also invested in this relationship. But through those video chats, he would want me to share parts of me that I wasn't comfortable with sharing. And it was little things at first, 
things that I thought were silly or funny. It was just a one-off. But it kept on being more and more. We're going to go with the word request. And I would say no. And I thought that would be it. But he would beg or make me feel bad by not saying anything after I said no and being grumpy. So that would make me eventually cave. And after months of that, I felt like I was being used and that was all that he wanted. And I didn't tell my friends because I knew they didn't like him and I was embarrassed to be in the situation I was in. But thankfully, I was able to break up with him and when I told him why, he kept saying that I should have told him that I was uncomfortable, that I didn't want to do what I did, but I did tell him and he just ignored it. And so when I think back now, if he ever did come back to visit when he was on leave and we saw each other in person, I don't think it would have gone the way I would have liked it to and it would have gone too far before I was ready. And at this point, I don't hate him. I just know that we didn't want the same things, obviously. And in general, we just weren't a good fit for each other. But I hope he's well. Anyway. I don't. <laughs> so that was me. Um, obviously not anywhere near what you went through. So do you want to talk about that? So, yeah. Thank you for sharing, Rose. You're welcome. That was fun. Yeah. No. no. This is our fifth, sixth time. Yeah. It's, it's been a whole mess. Anyways, but I think we can get through it. Yeah, let's talk about your mess now. Oh. <laughs> so, my person... Oh, wait, no. My ex. Mm-hmm. Let's call him July. There's no significance in July. I just wanted to pick that month. So my relationship with July started when I was a freshman in high school and he was a senior at the time. So that was already a really big red flag because at least now, three years isn't that much of an age difference because we're in our 20s. But when you're 14 or 13, 14, that's a pretty big age difference. And Because of that difference in age, he had more experience than me in life and in relationships. So we definitely had this power dynamic between us where I blindly trusted him because I was the younger inexperienced one in our relationship. So at the time, because I was so young, I didn't know what partners were supposed to do. So I just accepted that how he was treating me was also similar to how everyone else's boyfriends were treating me. And that's also because no one else around me really had boyfriends so I'm sorry for being single (laughs) so I couldn't be like oh does your boyfriend not do that you know anyways in the beginning it was little things like telling me what I should or shouldn't be wearing and getting mad when I would wear quote-unquote revealing outfits when they weren't revealing at all when I say revealing it's like either a t-shirt or a v-neck oh yeah he hated you would put a tank top under your v-neck that's true i would put a tank top under my v-neck like even then that was too scandalous for his tiny little brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then i developed this habit where when i would go shopping and pick out cute clothes i would have him in the back of my mind like would he get mad if i wear this is this too much and that 
escalated later on and to other aspects of our relationship. He started to get mad when I would spend too much time with other people that weren't him, whether it was female or male friends, but especially if it was male. And it eventually made me kind of not, I guess, lie, but hide whatever I was doing, even though whatever I was doing wasn't that bad. Like I would literally just be going to get boba with friends and I would be too afraid to tell him who I was with because he would try to make me feel bad or we get into this big fight about how I don't care about him. When that issue kept getting worse and worse, I noticed that he would try to check my phone or if I left my phone in the room, he would try to take it and then go through it and pretend that he didn't do that. So then that leaded into me hiding my phone when I had nothing on it too. So it just, he just violated my privacy multiple times and he just had no boundaries. But then again, I just took that as a normal part of a relationship. I was like, oh, maybe that's just how boyfriends are when they're overprotective. I think that's another issue that I had. I was like, oh, he's just an overprotective person because he cares a lot. Anyways, um, because of that dynamic that we had and because of the way he would get mad when I would hang out with other people, he isolated me from everyone that I loved. And it was obvious because in high school, we weren't that close. I mean, we were close, but not on the scale that we are on now. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of distance between us because I couldn't share like a really big part of my life with you because that involved him. And that's another red flag. If your friends don't like him and he refuses to interact with them and are always talking smack or whatever, that's like not okay because your friends know you better probably and they they see the red flags that you can't. So that's why when I got into another relationship, I was like, I have to make sure my friends like him. Anyways, that, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. I found myself getting increasingly annoyed at him and we were dated for like what four years so then I think towards the end of our relationship I hated him but in between then we would have crazy fights like fights that normal couples shouldn't be having and that's when I was like oh maybe boyfriends shouldn't be doing this like how that one day we went to the beach And I already knew that was going to be an issue because anytime I'm near a body of water, he makes it this big deal and he throws his tantrum to try to prevent me from going because he didn't want me to wear a two-piece bathing suit, which I thought that was reasonable too in my mind. I was like, oh, maybe that's too scandalous. But then everyone else around me, we were 15, 16, we can't wear you know, like a turtleneck to the beach. What, like, what can I do? I also wanted to fit in, you know? And I remember coming home from the beach day and I knocked out because we had a really long day and I saw him. I remember waking up to him in my bed with my shirt lifted up and he had his phone flashlight on and he was checking my body for tan lines to see if I really did wear a bikini to the beach. And that's when I was like, that's crazy. Like, what kind of person does this? Mm -hmm. There's a certain extent to control. Even my mom didn't do that, or my parents. Like, they at least know that I had autonomy over my own body, you know? And then the stories just keep getting crazier and crazier. Like, fast forward, I think we were so on and off. We broke up this one time, and he came over to my house, and he brought takeout food, and I was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Like, I'll just accept it. I said, thank you. I turned around, 
And I don't really remember the details that escalated the situation, but I remember him trying to forcefully grab me and saying all he wanted was just a hug and how I'm ungrateful and I'm not treating him well and he threw a pillow at my head and knocked my glasses off of my face. But despite that situation, I was with him for another two years. That really goes to show that when someone is in that kind of entrapment of a toxic relationship, it's really hard to cut ties with them. It takes multiple times of leaving and confrontation and just gathering up the courage to wanting to leave. Because as I mentioned earlier, he he did isolate me from my friends and I was very codependent on him. I felt really alone if I didn't have him. So basically he got what he wanted. And I was genuinely afraid of him. Like, I thought that he would hurt me. And I think that's when I knew I had to leave because if I was seriously afraid for my life, then that's when, you know, that's that's a good stopping point. So I thought that it would be important for us to include an article from Psychology Today called Five Signs That a Relationship Has Turned Toxic. And the first sign is denying your intuition. You feel that something is off, but you still choose to continue on with the relationship. You find yourself doubting the relationship, whether you're supposed to be with this person, if you really love them. The second sign is gaslighting, which is a form of psychological abuse where a person or group makes someone question their sanity, perception of reality, or memories. And the people who are often experiencing the gaslighting often feel very confused, anxious, and unable to trust themselves and those around them. The third sign is intermittent reinforcement, which is when that person would make you feel really good at certain points of your life, like shower you with attention, compliment you, do whatever they can, and then tear you down immediately afterwards. The fourth sign is social isolation, which was what happened consistently throughout my relationship. And that's a tactic that abusers often use so that they could control you. And then the last sign is feeling like you can't be yourself, which is something that I relate to very much because I felt like throughout high school, I had to hide who I was and I couldn't really express myself. Especially, it's weird because in high school, that's when you're supposed to, you're going through puberty, you're meeting these people, you're trying to figure yourself out and you're like, oh, wait. I can't because I'm in this relationship with this person and they don't want me to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. So the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey states that girls between the ages of 16 to 24 experience intimate partner violence at a rate that is triple the national average. Only 33% of teens who were in abusive relationships ever told anyone about the abuse. And you might think that's a significant number, but Actually, that just means that 67% of teens who are in abusive relationships haven't told anyone about their abuse yet. And I thought it was also important to mention that these statistics are even higher for trans and non-binary people. So I really hope that no one listening ever has to go through these experiences. But if you ever find yourself in a situation like this, there are tons of resources out there. So please contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline, either by calling or chatting with them online. And I know Amy recommended to me a book called All About Love by Bell Hooks. And that really helped me come to terms with a lot of events that happened in general. 
So that was really hard to talk about, but we thought it would be really important to share our experiences. I don't know. It should be like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely hesitated in sharing the story because there are possible consequences. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't for other people that shared their stories and tell me about their own experiences, it wouldn't have pushed me to also want to share my own experiences. Talking about things in general is also a really good way to process things. I think the first run through of this podcast, I don't think I ever spoke what happened out loud, so I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't cry this time because we've done it five times. Yeah, because we're processing. We're processing. Yeah. Anyway, um, to lighten up the mood, we should talk about our happy relationships <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yes, of course. So. I'm Amy, just in case they get confused by our voices. After I broke up with July, mm-hmm. I broke up with him in college, and I did get into another relationship rather quickly. He is someone that I've been friends with for a really long time. He is also older, but that's different. We're old. We're Yeah, but I, I never got any bad vibes from him, like... Even though I knew July before, there was something about him that I just didn't like. But when I met your current partner, I was like, okay, he seems <laughs> alright. So I got into a relationship with my partner now because he was always very nice. And he always treated me with this level of respect that I wasn't used to from from like a significant other. And I think... Right before we got into the relationship, I asked him all these questions. I was like, how do you feel about being a feminist? Like, how do you feel about social justice? Because July, he said stuff like, oh, feminists are... I don't agree with feminism. Donald J. Trump isn't an idiot. His IQ is pretty high. (laughs) We know that's nonsense. And back then, I was like, I guess so. My ex was always that kind of person where it's like, you shouldn't let politics, like ruin our relationship you shouldn't let it dictate who you're friends with and who you aren't and now I'm like no that's the first thing I'm gonna ask because you are a psychopath Mm -hmm. anyways I've been dating my current partner for four years now Mm -hmm. we just celebrated our four-year anniversary and in the beginning I had a lot of trauma to unlearn so I apologize for how crazy I was the first two years, two, three years maybe, I really didn't know how to communicate with another person, especially with another person who's so patient. Mm -hmm. And it's wild because the other person, our fights got so crazy and it was so intense. And now when I'm with my partner, it's kind of weird to have someone be like, let's talk it out because I don't want to leave this, like leave this be. I want to work it out with you because I love you, blah, blah, blah. I think we're in a healthy relationship. I think all my friends like him. He really makes an effort to include my friends in anything that we're doing. (laughs) It's true. He asked me to be his best man. (laughs) And we know that's not going to happen, but, you know, I appreciate that that consideration. (laughs) Yeah, I made him meet all of my friends like two months into dating to see the vibes. (laughs) I was like, I can't go through this again. Like, I really can't. So yeah, I'm really happy. Even though he annoys me occasionally. Like, the difference between my relationship now and with my ex, like, night and day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What about you, Rose? So I hadn't dated after my ex for maybe, what, a year or so? 
And, you know, pandemic times, it really be like that. So she convinced me to make a bumble. Pressured you. <laughs> but a part of me was probably like, I mean, how else am I going to meet anybody? That was before I started working. Anyway, I don't remember why. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> why did I swipe right? Okay, I'll tell my side. Because whenever you like so not like but when you're like oh this profile this person seems nice like their profile you would send me a screenshot Mm -hmm. and then you sent me his and you're like he seems nice i'm gonna just message him (laughs) so i was like okay and i was on board because compared to all the uggos you were talking to (laughs) i was like do it give it a shot he's kind of cute i i gotta get out of my head with this i think i'm getting better but i think like i'm not pretty or, you know, so I was like, I don't think I'm in his league. Bye. <laughs> anyway. That's crazy, but okay. Thank you, next. <laughs> so from the moment we, moment, that's cheesy. When we first started talking, just like Amy said about her ex and her current partner, like the difference in our conversations was night and day. There was so much more to talk about. I don't know what the first thing you asked him was. Like one of the things. Oh, um, I learned my lesson from Amy. <laughs> We're whispering laughing because last time we laughed too loud and the audio got clipped and distorted. Anyway, so his profile didn't list like his political views. I liked him and it was going well, but before it got any further, I was like, so what are your political beliefs? <laughs> And I made sure to remove it from my profile so he couldn't just, like, look at it and then, like, say whatever it was from there. And I don't know, I think it worked pretty well. We talked for, I guess, half a year before we made it official. Yeah. And we've been together for two months now. Um, I think he's really sweet. Amy hasn't met him yet because, you know, pandemic times. If we did meet up, we had COVID tests and the works, so we were being safe. Um, and if there was potential exposure, you would self-quarantine before meeting. Yeah, we there were times where we didn't meet up for like three weeks because somebody was potentially exposed in his bubble and somebody was exposed in mine or like potentially exposed. But now you're in the same bubble. Yes, we're in the same bubble now. <laughs> what is it called? COVID pod? No, that's not it. Oh yeah, I think it is. It is? Yeah. We we are part of each other's permanent COVID pod, as Amy is in mine. So th- I'm. So like, why haven't we met if we're allegedly in the same pod? He's scared of you, <laughs> as he should be. <laughs> so we're taking it slow. Oh, um, I told my parents about him. <laughs> that was a big, gigantic step because no, <laughs> they are in college and in high school. Your dad was like, don't get a boyfriend, you have to study. So I thought he was going to do it to you again, even though you're almost 24 now. Yeah, I was really surprised. I asked him if he wanted to meet him, and he was like, that's not a problem, but we'll have to see what his family's like, and you have to really get to know each other because the divorce rate is 50%. (laughs) So, yeah. Remember when... He asked me where I was going, and you were like, oh, she just came back from visiting her boyfriend. And he was like, boyfriend? What's what boyfriend? She needs to meet a lot of people. 
College kids should be meeting a lot of different people. Who needs a boyfriend? Oh, yeah, he was telling me how back in the day before, because he was in the Vietnam War, he had a bunch of girls that he was seeing in college that he had to quote-unquote drop because he had to be part of the military. And allegedly, allegedly, he still talked to them afterwards and were friends, but I don't know. I'm not going to fact-check him on that. (laughs) Anyways... Um, yeah, let's let's wrap it up, and we're going to end it with a quote from our favorite congresswoman, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So this was a tweet that she came out with a couple days ago after revealing that she is a survivor of sexual assault. So she says that to survivors of any trauma who worry about being believed or that their situation wasn't bad enough or too bad or fear being branded or deemed manipulative, for telling the truth. I see you. Community is here for you. You are safe with me and with all of us. You are loved! Exclamation point. Thank you for listening to our episode, You're Toxic, I'm Slipping Under. Please follow us on Instagram at allegedlyokay. And if you are from Colorado, please let us know who you are. We, we see you. We appreciate you. <laughs> We're only saying that because we see like five people in Colorado. No, it's seven. Oh, seven people from Colorado, and it's not just my one friend in Colorado, because it's not even hit the city that he's in. Please let us know who you are if you're here in this episode listening to us. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. We have four followers now. Oh, we do? Thank you, my boyfriend. (laughs) Amy's partner, I'm adding you. (laughs) Please follow us. Okay, bye.